Millennials versus the world. Go get you a woman, stop messing with girls. We tryna enhance, we tryna advance. Society got you all stuck in a trance. Like zombies when y'all walk. Killing men's about to whip out the chalk. Now let's sit down, have a little talk. Podcast game, we got it on lock. Millennials versus the world. 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 What up, what up, what up, man? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another wild podcast on Millennials Rest of the World, man. First and foremost, let me apologize. Last week was super crazy, man. I know I missed last week. I didn't drop an episode last week. It's all good, though. I hope everybody living life, doing good, rocking out, vibing out, grinding hard, playing harder, and all that great stuff, man. But uh, y'all know this is the only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. It's your boy K.Mims checking in. Uh, So... Real quick, did y'all, did y'all, did y'all, if you watch Power, I'm going to talk about Power for a quick second because I'm, I'm on that wave right now. So we're going to have about a five minute intro of Power. Bruh. Oh, spoiler alert, because I'm telling it all. Spoiler alert, I'm telling it all. Tommy and Ghost. Tommy and Ghost, bruh. Tommy and Ghost, Tommy and Ghost, Tommy and Ghost, Tommy and Ghost. I'm sorry, but they represent that friendship or that relationship. That I don't really care to get into like the storyline or nothing, but I just think that the, the series is super dope and the things that be happening be, you know, you can relate to. So Tommy and Ghost, man, I think they represent that relationship of people like some people you don't rock with. Not gonna say you don't rock with some people you know so well, so well and they've done you dirty and you've done them dirty and y'all done went back and forth. But when it come down to getting something done, you know they know how to get it done. Now let me say this: I'm gonna be real, bro. I act Ghost don't bother me as much as he bother everybody else. Now, does he be doing messed up stuff? Yes. Does he does he think about himself a lot? Yes. Did he mess up his family? Yes. So those things was wrong. But he ain't villain number one like everybody making him out to be. I'm just saying. I think bro try to he does try to solve problems before they come. But half the time he get blamed for a rap sheet of things he didn't even do. So the Angela thing was completely his fault. I cannot. He tore his family up. He tore his family up. But now you starting to realize, yo. Bro would do anything for his family. And I don't know if who he was really in love with, Tasha or Angela. So Tasha was his wife. He should have respected his wife. I mean, we not getting into that. But if you're willing to, to, to kill everything, to go back to your old joint, man, I don't really know who he was in love with. And on top of that, the way this dude has called it back tenfold, I think he has, uh, Karma has came home, knocked on the door and said, hey, look, bro, my bad, bro. My bad, y'all. ESPN rocking out. My fault. But I think bro has has caught it back tenfold, man, because he catch a bad rap. But like when Tariq got caught up, Tariq got caught up. Bro got back in the game. He said he he put himself in so many situations where he could get hemmed up. However, he still does it for the best interest of what he think is right. And I think as a dude, that's all you really can do for your family. Huh? Right? So anyway, my bad. That's my little spill on power and Tommy and Ghost. I think Tommy and Ghost gonna end up coming back together and killing not only killing your boy Jason, but actually being cool. I think it's gonna come out that I think everything that's confusing between the two that the other two don't know, meaning that all the information that Ghost knows and all the information that Tommy knows, uh, the truth is gonna come out and they're gonna have, not have a sit down, but they're gonna come to the realization that like, 
they really haven't gotten after each other the way that they think they have and all the things that they think the other person is doing is not true. I really do, I really do think that's going to happen. I really do think that's going to happen. Secondly, Tasha, like, don't I rock with her, strong black woman, but why would you teach your son the game? Like, when I was watching it with my wife, I was like, bro, she marrying her son. Because if y'all remember in, like, season two, if y'all remember in season two, like, that's the same thing she was saying to Ghost when his club got shut down. I think that was season two. I think that was the end of season one. End of season two? I don't know. I can't remember. When this club getting shut down, he was like, I'm, she was like, why are you trying to do all this clean stuff? You need to be the biggest drug dealer in New York. And this, that, and the third. And I'm putting this on, this, that, and third. I'm like, cool, I get it as your wife. But why would you want that for your 16, 17-year-old son, though? And, like, granted, I do actually think she may know the game better than, not better than, but just as good as gaming, I'm not game, um, Ghost and Tommy. But, again, why would you want that for your kid? I don't get that. And Tariq is a little Ghost in training, but I don't think Ghost was that naive because he had to do it. He didn't, he didn't want to do it. He had to do it to get what he had. Now, Tariq don't have to do it, but he want to do it. And that's always the dummies that get caught. That's always the dummies that get hemmed up right there. But my bad, man. Coming up on five minutes, man. That's my little spilling power. I'm going to let that go. But it might be coming in and out from the episode because today, this podcast is just one of those ones where you reflecting and just going off with it, whatever comes to the brain. But uh, at five minute mark, man, this episode, man, is get you a circle of power. Now, I already told y'all to get some values. I've already told y'all to divorce the comfort zone. You're going to get you a circle of power, man. And this episode is truly inspired by a conversation over the past four or five days that me and my bro, J-Dub, has been having. Shout out, DJ J-Dub. We've been talking on some real, like, uh, man, life is really like Nike, bro. Like, you just got to do it. So when it say a circle of power, I'm not talking about money. It's just I really think that the people around you that really have access to you, that you know are really down for you, have to be influential in your life and i don't mean that what they say goes but what i mean is like y'all been down so long and y'all seen each other so many down points and you've seen each other get through it and you've seen each other grind that once they say something to you and it's coming from a genuine place you know that person means nothing but good because i saw a meme and it was like friends should be able to tell each other you know tell each other about uh tell each other about each other and continue on which is true but the thing is, when you locked in with your with your with your bros or your girls, whatever the case may be, and you know that person has nothing but good intent behind it, what they say, it holds a certain amount of influence. It doesn't hold it all, especially if you married or you know anything like that. But your circle should be one of those circles where you don't have to question certain things. You don't have to question uh, loyalty. You don't have to question if, if they would ever cross you. You don't have to you don't have to question. The predicaments they put you in. You don't have to question uh, if you truly need it and when they come. And I think needing people goes far beyond money. I think needing people may come like, hey, yo, I need to vent. Like, bro, can I burn your ear off? And it's not about transferring energy because I do believe in energy, you know, transferring energy. When somebody genuine with it and you just burn it somewhere off, let's be real, bro. You need a yes man. When, when you mad and you venting and, and you talking to somebody you trust, like, you don't need, you don't need no daggone oh no bro when you mad man you just want somebody to shut up hear you out and be like yeah bro i feel that because you be mad and your bros know how you get when you mad your bros know how you are and i keep saying bros because it's guys applied to, to my situation they know when you mad they know how you are but 
when I say get you a circle of power, man, what I've truly been learning in these past couple of months of life and these and like really this past year, bro, like a lot of people say, you know, 2019, a lot of people were like, oh, New Year's resolutions is to do all these big goals, do all these big things, and it's 2019, you ain't did this yet. Bro, you may, you jump, you you jump when you're ready to jump. You can't jump when your circle ready. You can't jump when your wife ready. You can't jump when your husband ready. You can't jump when your brother ready. You can't jump when your parents ready. You got to jump off the cliff when you're ready to jump off the cliff. And I said all that to say, 2019 has been one of the most influential years of my life. I think sitting back, learning, and not only learning how people move, but learning what's causing people to move, learning how people view you, learning perspective, learning how to really sit down and do research, learning how to better yourself. And one of the hardest things is learning your flaws, like knowing where you flawed at and where your circle comes into that, bro. Like when you grow, I thank God that like, you know, I had some hiccups along the way. I, I got to be real about that. But like, I didn't lose a lot of people. Now, I don't think I lost every, anybody holistically, but I think relationship-wise, um, like, uh, with some people, some of them get further, some of them get closer, some of them stay the same, some of them strengthen, some of them weaken. But like, when you have a circle that's willing to be powerful in the, in the in the verbiage you use every day, willing to be powerful in the way you talk to each other, the way you uplift each other, the way you hold each other to a standard, the way you have an expectation, when you have a true circle of power, role and you're learning, like you're learning and your willingness rubs off, it's contagious. Like, if something negative happens, so everybody's so ready to put out, like, oh, keep them bad vibes from around me. Oh, I ain't about that. I don't like that. Let's not do this. But if something positive is happening, nobody's ready for that to be contagious. It always comes to a point where it has to become competition. And if, if, if your friend is doing something positive, instead of getting on the wave, supporting them, rapping with them, figuring out how you can help and maybe where you can fit in, everybody's like, dag, bro, why ain't I doing it? And, and, and I got to compete. Like people got to bring in, excuse me, the competitive edge when it's not even necessary because you don't have a circle you can trust. And when you don't have a circle you can trust, it's dangerous because like me, like I tell you, me and my bro, we, we just be rapping. It's like, we always start like, yo, what up, man? What you got going on? Da, da, da. And the conversations me and this black man have, man, are so powerful because, like, when I tell you the uplifting spirit is so real sometimes, it really is. Because, like, as I've seen growth in him, he's seen growth in me. We've seen growth around, you know, in our families and the things around us and the things we want, jobs, careers, whatever you want to see growth in. It's like when somebody's seen you grind through it all, and 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 make strides it's so easy to give them their roses while they're here or it's so easy to like really appreciate what they've done because at the very end of the day if y'all are really locked in and y'all really are are you know cognizant of what's going on it's so easy to support somebody that you've seen go through the grinder and still make it now am i exactly uh where i want to be have i made have i'm exactly where i want to be no now, have I made strides to be where I want to be? Absolutely. And that's why life is just like Nike. I had to just do it. And when I just did it, it made the people that truly matter to me so much more valuable and so much more closer and so much more 
like I can't even describe it, bro. It's like there's so much more appreciated because it's kind of like the caterpillar when you go in a cocoon. When you're in that cocoon and you're learning and you're grinding and you're researching and you're just trying to become a better you, you really don't you really don't step into the world around you often. You really don't. You don't step into the world around you often. So when you don't, it's kind of like time is somewhat passing you by. So when you get out of that cocoon, you have to take the new you and adjust to the things that's already happened and the things you may have missed. And in the midst of the things you may have missed, some relationships get cut off, people. Some friendships ain't as close as they used to be. Some friendships is like, Dad, bro, you back around, let's do it. And I promise you, man, I always tell another one of my bros, shout out to Nardo, like, it's not a lot of people I can say I'm like that you've known 20 plus years and your bond is just what it is. Do you have hiccups with people? Absolutely. But me and this dude have known each other since we've been like eight years old. And no matter what we were doing in life, how far we we travel, travel distance wise, not, you know, friendship wise, distance wise, man, we've always kept it the same. And having that and being able to grow and being able to have people that influence you and influence people around you. Like, bro, that's what it's about. Like, and one of the comments we made today, this was today, literally. Like, when I was on the way home from the J-O-B, we was rapping. And one of the comments was like, yo, you don't really, like, when you get a certain age, it's not that you don't want friends no more. It's just that if people not like-minded, it ain't going to work no more. Like, it's not going to work no more. And I ain't even talking about relationship-wise. If people not like-minded, as far as, like, you got to be like-minded in some aspect, like, I do think a single person, as long as they respect boundaries, can be cool with a person that's in a relationship. I do think that um, uh, a person that's that's married can be cool with somebody that's divorced, whatever the case may be. But, like, the like-mindedness come in. Like, do you still want the same things in life? If you still want to be great at a career, you still want to grind and do passion projects. If you want to travel, something has to click. Even when it comes to business partners or even when it comes to, like, uh, spouses, like, you got to remain like-minded. Some things that I realized, man, growing up, excuse me, and maturing, I realized, like, certain things fade. I ain't talking about emotions. I'm talking about things that you can't control. They fade. Health can deteriorate. Looks can go away. Hair can deteriorate. Deteriorate. Like, everything that you're doing can possibly leave you, but... When you remain like-minded, you still got those goals, and you really sit down and rap about what you want in life, and you can look at your wife. Like, for me, my wife, I can look her in her face and rap about my goals and my ambitions, and she's like, oh, that's what's up. Like, so what you going to do to get in? She continue to hold me accountable, continue to push me. Uh, I can talk to my bros like, yo, I really think we can pull this off, or I really think I can pull this off, or I really think we got this, that, and the third. And granted, I'm going to be real with you. It's not always an idea that everybody's like, oh, let me do that. Nah, but like... If you remain positive and you do your part in this world, it'll come back tenfold. Your impact has nothing to do with how many followers you have, how many likes you get, how many how many people call you, how many people text you. One of the realest memes I I seen and I and I read was like, uh, you know, somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. Don't stop. It was like you don't ever you never know what you're doing for somebody. Don't stop because somebody's watching. You're, you're inspiring somebody. And the crazy thing is, man, it's like when you hold a certain, when you hold yourself to a certain standard and you really get out there and, and act like Nike, just do it. 
the people around you really take heed to it. So I'm saying this to say, like, there should be constant with, with your circle of power. There should be constant challenging inside the circle, not competition, but challenging. So when you're challenging people within your circle, it's not like, yo, I like, for instance, bag back. Me and another one of my bros, uh, B-Dot, we did a we did a, a, a 50 mile challenge. And when we did the challenge, it, we did 50 miles, it was 28 days, you know, me, him, uh, and Jay did it, me, him, and J-Dub did it. And when when we did it, you know, it was solely about, let's get back in shape, man, let's get back to it. Because we did one like two years ago before we uh, traveled one time, just to fun, get back in shape. But this time when we did it, it was different. Like, you forever should be challenged within your realm of things. My wife should forever challenge me to be a better husband. My brother should forever challenge me to be a better brother, whether it's a bigger brother or younger brother. My uh, my friends should always challenge me to be a better friend. My dad uh, and my, my grandparents should always challenge me to be a better son and grandson. And vice versa. You, It is a very big difference between competing with people and challenging people. Because when you challenge somebody, they either gonna they either gonna rise to it or, or it's not. When you compete, they got a real good chance to become toxic. So when it becomes toxic, it's like, hmm, can I really, can I really, like, genuinely compete with somebody when there's some toxic energy in the mix? No, you can't. But you can challenge somebody like, bro, how about this, bro? Like, like the fifty mile challenge for us was a bonding moment. Like, it was like us challenging, because we all live in different states and different cities. Like, it was a way where, like, bro, we talking our trash via the chat. But, like, through that, it was uplifting. And, and granted, I clocked out at 32 miles. Uh, I can't remember what they clocked out at. But, like, we didn't get the 50 miles. But, again, it challenged us to stay consistent on something that we weren't consistent on in the month previous to that. In the midst of being consistent, we communicated better. We, 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 we spend more time talking about uh, you know, bonding moments. It's things like that that creates relationships in life that makes life easier. And I've always said, if you want to get started, do it by yourself. I do agree. If you want to start something, do it by yourself. And it may take a longer time, but if you want to get started, you want to get it done, do it by yourself. You don't have to ask nobody. You do what you do. Boom, boom, boom. However, if you want to go far, don't only get you a team and it ain't got to be the people that's close to you. Get you a team that understands their role, and that's the most powerful thing you can have because once you have that, you can say, oh, like, okay, I got somebody for that. Somebody, hey, man, can you do this, and you can't do it? You got somebody for that because when you by yourself and you don't know how to do something and you got to outsource it, you got to start a, another working relationship with somebody you don't even know if you trust. So, like, if you want to get started, do it by yourself. If you want to go far, you know, get you a team and do it together. All right, my bad, good people. Off that little stint, man. Let me give you a little drink of water on this man right here. And so another thing we brought about, and I know today, man, I'm going off on a tangent, bro, because I'm passionate about this, 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 like, the time is now, bro. What people don't understand is, like, why wait? As I, I, I just don't even understand. Y'all don't even understand, yo. So many things in this world that we think are not tangible or so tangible, but people take one more step than just thinking about it. They you write it down, read what you write, put reminders in your phone, read books about what you want to get. I don't care if it's weight loss. I don't care if it's a passion project. I don't care if it's school. I don't care if it's your marriage. I don't care if it's your friendship, your, your, your brotherhood, your parents, whatever. 
Anything you want to be better at, stop thinking it's so hard. Everybody want to change, but don't nobody want to start. Everybody want to change, but don't nobody want to start. Like, I promise you, when we started that 50 mile challenge, y'all gonna hear me reference to that for the next 10 minutes because it was real. When we started that challenge, I was hurting. When I tell you I wasn't posting, like people that people that follow my oh definitely follow my wild page. Y'all know how we rocking. Follow follow the follow the wild page. Uh underscore w dot i dot l dot d underscore three. But like, man, when I was dying, hurting, like was I proud? Yes, I was proud I started, but like in the same no, I was killing myself. It was hurting me. I couldn't even like I really couldn't even like breathe low key. So um, I'm saying all to say, but I started and then like week two, I'm like, bro, oh my God, I got to go back out here, boy, what? And then when I did it week three, I'm like, hold on, kind of feeling good on this. And then now running is just a part of my routine, man. And, and, and what I really got, I was, we were pushing each other to do something that we thought we couldn't obtain. I hated running long distance. You know what I'm saying? Like I hated running long distance, but when you got it, when 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 you're in a circle and y'all challenge each other, it's a beautiful thing because yeah, I may hate it, but they challenge me to be a better person because that goes into like your health. It goes into like being here for your kids. It goes into like being around for your family because you need your health to be better at, before you do anything. So before we even start talking businesses and friendships and all this and all that, bro, take care of self first. And do that with intent. So, like, um, back to what we talking about with the Nike, with life being like Nike, just do it. Whatever it is, stop eating the bag of chips once a day. Just stop eating. Like, let's start next week. You got some chips. I get you ain't going to waste money. And bread, you know, money don't grow on trees. Absolute respect. So, boom. Next week when these bags of chips run out, I'm not going to buy no more. I'm only going to eat them on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Whatever you need to do, do it. Because the best feeling in the world that, for me personally, is seeing growth. When I was running those miles, man, I was doing interval running. And I was at like 10 and a half. I was like, yo, I'm dying. Then I saw like 945. Then I saw like 913, then I'm saying like 901, then I'm saying like 853, then I'm saying like 840 something, then I'm like eight. I'm like, bro, the big the best feeling in the world is growth, but I couldn't do it without the people around me. Like my wife started saying, like, yo, you gonna run? Like you usually be running, you gonna go run? All right, I see when you get back in for running. It it got like that. Because again, and another thing, the beauty in it, I really believe in and another thing, like sidebar, bro, it was therapeutic. Like I realized the rougher my weeks were, the rougher my days were. When I was running, that joint was just helping me get that off my shoulders. Like in the words of Nip, pressure on your shoulder. How you going to deal with it? And I realized, man, you hold so much stress and 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 animosity towards the world, towards your coworkers, towards sometimes your spouse, your friends, whatever. And it's in your heart, bro. And it's so toxic to hold it for, you know, extended periods of time. But what we don't, what we truly do not realize is that, you have the ability to change your narrative on any day. And changing your narrative starts with you. And it starts now on minute 23 of this wild podcast of Millennials vs. The World. I'm telling you, bro. Like, stop thinking that your, your skill is not valuable. Stop thinking that 
what what you have with the experience you have in life that somebody doesn't need to hear it stop thinking that because you don't get a thousand views on your first video somebody that out of the 50 people that watch it didn't get something from it when you realize that you have power to influence not you may not influence the entire east coast however when you realize you have the power to influence an entire city entire state you have done your job it's so many people that go through things and been through things and are going through things that have so many people out here that they can relate to but nobody wants to take the step to make that facebook group to make that group chat to make that book club to make that fitness club to make that whatever you want to do because there's so many people out here that's like-minded we're like-minded but we're closed-minded you can be like-minded but if i'm closed-minded i'm never going to reach out to other people because that's not what i want to do and what people don't realize is the beauty in being around people that can really feel where you coming from like boom i've lost my mother and, it, and it's been seven years now and I, she had breast cancer when I was in high school, and then, you know, she lost her battle with breast cancer in 2012. But I'm so willing and so able to help people who have, who are or will be or dealing with people in their lives that's, that's, that's going through really, really, you know, what, how I want to use that, going through really challenging moments in their life. I can do that, and I will never, like... I can feel them. I can experience. I would never speak on something or give people advice from something I couldn't say firsthand because, again, you have influence. And, like, within my circle, if I could ever be in, of service, to, especially my circle, but anybody around me, why wouldn't you use that? Because nine times out of ten, once you help somebody, you just enable them. You just gave them the strength. You just gave them the power to enable, you know, you enable them to help somebody else. And the true beauty in that is it's kind of like, the water on a on a paper towel you wet one end of the water and you see it slowly going to the other side is it moving as fast as we want no is the whole paper towel eventually going to get wet yes but when it comes to influence and it comes to grinding and it comes to just doing it like nike nobody 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 truly wants to sit there and deal with the patience of the process and when i say the process man i mean like I can honestly say, like, my wife is understood. Like, I, would, I wouldn't be where I am without her. That's understood. But, like, it's so many people in my life that helped me get through so many things, and I didn't even notice that they were helping me, but I, was, I wasn't closed-minded. My circle of power came when I became open-minded and realized that people in my life had gone through, di gone through different things that I could relate to in different aspects of my life, and I had to lean on them. And I needed them to tell me, like, bro, I can't, I can't right now, it's rough for me. And then they had to lean on me. But what that created was a bond and an and a influ, influential power, in a sense, that can't be, it cannot be duplicated. I guarantee it cannot be duplicated. And the reason why I say that is why we treated life like Nike. And I wasn't always like that. I, I say it took me to about 26 and a half, 27-ish. And I started doing it. And when you start doing it, I promise you at the beginning, you're like, okay, it's cool, it's fun. But what I realized about my process, after about a month, I always slowed down. I could eat right for a month, but on day 32, it will be like, mmm, Chipotle good. But I ate some Chipotle today, so let me be real. Like, so it ain't been a, like, I ate some Chipotle today. It was a cheat day, and I ran two and a half miles to try to get that up off me. But the point I'm making is, is like, when I just did it and stopped focusing on how long I've been doing it and started focusing on results, 
my whole view of this whole thing called life started to change. It was like, yo, growth. And when I say growth, I mean, I started counting the small things. Like, imagine when you eat an apple and you dying hungry in 30 minutes versus now you can eat two apples and maybe some carrots and you'd be good for four hours because your body adjusts. But nobody want to go through them growing pains and the withdrawals of sugar and all that because we think the pro like, yo, no, nah, the hell with this. I'm not used to this because life isn't people don't treat life like nike they don't just do it i'm telling you you just got to go out there and do it you just go out and do it and then like the conversations me and this dude jb having are so powerful i promise you like they so powerful but you get out you ever talk to somebody you get out of the car feeling like yo <laughs> somebody need to hear this somebody needs to hear this me and this dude talk about things that are like, and it goes down to 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 him being a father, me being me being a teacher, educating young people, to business, to relationships, to friendships, to parents, to eating right, to financial. Like, bro, when I tell you we talk about every single thing, we rap about it. And when I tell you it's deep, it's deep. And and the thing is, we have the power to influence each other. So now we realize, I'm like, bro, how can we help others help others? Because the, you can't take money with you. You can't take your house with you. But what you can take with you is, well, you can't take it with you per se. But you can leave people memories of how you help. Man, don't nobody care about accolades and money and all that. That that stuff right there is is America's way of showing you trying to put a value on your life. So don't nobody care about that. Man, you care about how many lives you can affect and how you affected them. When you leave up out of there, because I was reading a book, uh, seven. well, I'm still reading it actually. Uh, seven habits of highly effective people and they talk about your funeral speech so and, and you and like really check that book out excuse me it's like if you had to write or you had to get the people around you to write what they would say at your funeral what would they say what would they say and that makes you think, like, bro, like, they ain't gonna say, like, oh, he had a, I've never been to a funeral, like, oh, he had a whole lot of money, bro. Like, yeah, bro, I had money, bro. That's what he, nah. They talk about the things you've done, how you worded it, how they remember you, stories, memories, um, like, legacy, like, how he was. How, you know what I'm saying? Like, they talk about things like that. So we gotta be real mindful of, like, the energy we putting out in this world and how we trying to maneuver and how we trying to do things, because it's real out here, y'all. So, I know I wrapped y'all up, man. Forgive me, forgive me. But it's been another dope episode of the Wild Podcast of Millennials Rest of the World, man. Y'all let me know. Your funeral speech. What would people say about you? Start treating life like Nike and just do it. Checking in with y'all next time, man. Episode 33 is going to be littered in this one. Let's keep it going, man. Millennials Rest of the World.